Welcome to the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm Kay. And I'm Taylor. Kay and I are friends who are united in our passion for our Catholic faith, which is how this podcast came to be. Every Wednesday, we're talking all about faith, dating, friendships, career decisions, and more. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, wine, or a cocktail and get ready to fuel your soul. This is the Fuel Your Soul podcast. Hello, Fuel Your Soul Soul Sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm Kay. And I'm Taylor. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but Kay and I were actually in the same city last week. Um, I don't know if you followed us on Instagram, but it was such a great week. (laughs) Yes, for once we were actually in the same place, which doesn't happen very often. So I and a friend of mine, Kayla, um, flew to New York to see Taylor and she showed us around the city. Yeah, it was a fun, full packed week. We were doing, we were constantly on the go from like morning to night on our feet. Like we probably walked like seven miles a day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Minimum. Yes. We walked a lot too. Um, saw a lot. There's a lot of entertainment, free entertainment on the streets, but I think my favorite thing that we did, Taylor, was the hot tub in the Hudson. Where, so, okay, on one side, first of all, you're in a boat that's floating with a hot tub in it. And in the Hudson, on one side, you have Jersey City. On the other side, you have New York. And then you also have the view of the Statue of Liberty. So it was just gorgeous. It was beautiful. And they pulled up right in front of the statue, right when like the sun was perfect, right before it was about to set Mm -hmm. and allowed us to take pictures. It was like a scene from a movie. I have to say probably the top 10 things I've ever done in my life. I was like, what is this? We are by the Statue of Liberty in a freaking hot tub right now with two of my closest friends. Just crazy. It was so crazy. Yeah. It felt really bougie. (laughs) Yeah. So fun. Also, who knew Kay Faber had an attitude, guys? One of my favorite memories um, when we were leaving restaurant in the East Village, there was like this creepy man that was sitting on the sidewalk and he was taking pictures and Kay about stopped and like took the phone out of his hand and told him to delete all the pictures. I just – I didn't know you had like that in you. That was crazy. It was was just like – I don't know. You you cross a line there. Like he was clearly – taking multiple pictures of us like as we were walking I think I was probably giving them the stink eye in every single photo because I was looking right at his camera and then once we passed him I turned around and he quickly flipped his phone but I noticed he had a picture of us and like you and Kayla kind of had to hold me back a little bit because I wanted to get into it Guys, it's so funny because like Kay is the sweetest person ever. I had no idea she had that in her. It was hilarious. I just saw a little side of you I didn't see. It was great. Yeah, I mean, don't don't. I'm nice to you until until you do until me you wrong. cross her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the seasons of unknown in our life, coping with rejection. Because let's face it, rejection is so hard, but we all have to face it. And also just keeping your eyes on God and heaven in those seasons of the unknown. Yeah. So, Taylor, okay, I think you have news to share that leads right into this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone about yes. your new job? Yes. So I 
have a new job as a buyer for a retailer in New York City, which is just my dream job. And so I will be in menswear and kidswear. So it was a long journey to get here. Um, and I had a very, very long season and period of my life that I had no idea if I was ever going to be back in the apparel industry. And I had to go through all of the rejection and just kind of like what I learned through that through that time and how to become fully dependent on God. Just kind of wanted to share a little testimony to that. Yeah, because – so in Iowa, you maybe have probably three interviews max – But, like, what you learned, Taylor, is that here it's probably more normal, it seems like, to do, like, four to five interviews. And it seems like the interview process is way more rigorous than it is in Iowa, like, where we're both from. And Mm -hmm. I know you applied – you applied for a lot of jobs and you would get to, like, the last interview where it was, like, you and one other person, which is just, I feel like, a whole other form of rejection when you're that close. Um. So maybe tell us like how you, I guess, like coped with that and yeah, and kind of some of the emotional struggle, struggles that you went through. Well, I kind of just want to take it from the top and kind of give you an entire backstory to this. So, I mean, I was supposed to graduate in the middle of the pandemic in the spring of 2020, but I ended up graduating a semester early and at that time – you know, I thought I was going to be moving to the city right away and getting an entry-level position in fashion. Didn't end up working out that way. I got started working on a, a startup that I really enjoyed, but once the pandemic hit, it just kind of went under. And so I mm-hmm. moved home back with my parents in Iowa, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like the apparel industry is one of the hardest hit industries. All of these companies are on hiring freezes. I knew I didn't want to stay in Iowa. Um, so I was able to get a job in Jersey City with a tech startup. And although I didn't necessarily love that job, it was a stepping stone in where I needed to go. Like it allowed me to move. And my boss, Kay knows my boss, um, in that previous job was literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um, just the amount of belief he had me. And which is just, I just like want to touch on that for a second because yeah. it's it's like you thought you needed to go to New York for, you know, a fashion job. But really there was hidden blessings or disguised blessings and you not getting that fashion job because you met your boss, Chris. Like mm-hmm. I strongly believe that if you had been working in fashion, we probably wouldn't have started Fuel Your Soul because I it's a crazy industry and who has time to start up a new podcast when you know, you're you're busy working as a first year in that in- industry. And so it's like, yes, you didn't get what you thought you were going to New York for, but also God, God's plan was bigger and better in the end, you oh, know? It was so much bigger. And what I got to New York wasn't, you know, my job right away, but what New York brought me and that season of unknown ultimately I learned how to be fully dependent on God because I didn't think like anything was going right necessarily according to plan. Like my plan was just kind of thrown out the window, like many of your plans were when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And that led into the Zoom call. Like I just had this sense of loneliness. I wasn't, you know, necessarily feeling fulfilled in my day-to-day work 
So I needed to find fulfillment talking about my faith to women. And that basically, you know, made me grow so much and and made me desire him so much more. But I did want to touch on a story from my previous boss, Chris. So I moved to New York, just getting a job. I just wanted to move here. And then I was like, I'm going to figure it out when I get, get there. Well, Chris, wow, he is probably the reason why I got this job because he wrote me a four-page letter of recommendation. Wow. So it's like it's almost like I needed him to get the job. Mm-hmm. But my laptop crashed um, a couple weeks ago, and he bought me a new laptop. And when I got this job and I told him – that I accepted my offer to this retailer. I was like, do you want your laptop back? And he goes, no, I want you to keep doing the soul sister stuff Um, (laughs) because I find so much meaning in it. And the fact that he was able to gift me as like a kind of go and buy present with this laptop is just, and I can keep, you know, doing feel your soul stuff. It's just the sweetest thing. Like I am so thankful for him without Chris, I won't say his last name. I wouldn't have been in New York. I probably wouldn't have started this podcast. And ultimately, the job that I have now, I wouldn't have had it. Um, Yeah. It's so funny how everything fits together. All the pieces fit together when you're looking in the rearview mirror, you know? Like you have no – and that takes so much faith and trust in God. I feel like we're going to get into it just like talking about waiting seasons, and I'll let you finish your story, but – yeah. You just really have to trust and find the blessings in every day. So I moved in August and I started applying for fashion jobs as early as September. And Kay has pretty much seen me through this entire process because we started that Zoom call in September. I was applying at least like 10 jobs a day. Like I was doing everything you could do. I was making like trend boards for these these companies. I was harassing their HR people on LinkedIn every day. Like I was doing all of the things right. And I've got, I think, five interviews from five different companies. And I made it basically to the last round on, on almost every single one. And none of them worked out. And I just – and I remember the one company – it was like my dream job. Like I started the interview process before Thanksgiving and it didn't end and I didn't get the final no until the beginning of March. So between each interview, there was like a two-week waiting period. I was anxious literally for that many months. It was probably the most hard thing that I had to deal with. And so the only thing I truly had to rely on is, you know, my faith in God. And because of all these doors were being shut, I was like, maybe the, I'm not meant to be in fashion. Like, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I was thinking about going back to school, like all of these things I was thinking about. I was starting to apply to schools. Um, but there's something to be said about being patient and really allowing God to kind of purify your heart um, and let him t- reveal your path to you instead of trying to force it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, What I was just going to say is like with you making it to like the last rounds and, and almost getting there, but not, I feel like that type of rejection is a little bit different than others. When you feel like you have given it your all over and over and over again, and you just kind of feel like a dead horse beaten. I mean, what advice do you have then? Like you said, you turned to your faith, but I know you did something specific <laughs> that I think maybe helped in the mm-hmm. end. Not- yes. 
So, I mean, Kay, I mean, this year is the year of St. Joseph, and Kay was reading the St. Joseph book along with others in the community. And I was like, I'm just going to give this a shot. And it's crazy because I didn't pick it up until like two days before Joseph the Worker started. So I could have done the previous consecration, which was, I don't know, the one in March. Um, But no, I picked the book up right at the same time that I should have. And I started that consecration and it's a thir- it's a 30 day preparation before you consecrate yourself to St. Joseph. And mine was going to be on the feast day of St. Joseph, the worker. So fast forward to the feast day of St. Joseph, the worker consecrated myself. And then on that Wednesday, I received that following Wednesday, I received my job offer for this company. Um, so there was no ifs, ands, or buts. Like this is where God wanted me. And Kay, Mm -hmm. we talk about looking back and seeing all the dots connected. It is the perfect job for me because number one, it's in menswear and my internships were in menswear. It's in men's formal. And looking back, even from high school, Mm -hmm. my first job ever was in a men's tailored suit store in Mason Mm -hmm. City, Iowa. So just kind of crazy. Like all of these little seeds he planted, like really makes me feel like this job is it. And then also there's something to be said about applying for a job where you just gel with the people that interview with or that you interview with. Like these women on the team were so kind. And I can't imagine working with any other women than these um, women that interviewed me. And it's like, I just can't wait. Like I am jumping like out of my chair. I'm so excited to start. I start next week. That just comes back to, I mean, you said it earlier, but instead of trying to force it, just do it on God's time, right? He knows better. He knows best. But I also want to touch on when you're going through rejection and it just feels like, you know, like there's no way forward. You're just like kind of waiting and waiting in this season of of waiting, I guess. Um, I want to make the point that I think that these are These are times of trials that God is putting you through to challenge you to make you better. Like don't take your season of waiting for granted because there is so much to learn in it. And instead of seeing it as like a punishment and just, you know, a time to twiddle your thumbs, like look into yourself and challenge yourself to become better. Like what truly why why did you get rejected? What could you do better next time? How are you going to rise up to the occasion? Or maybe you need to sit – in prayer for a little bit longer. Like, t- you mean, Taylor, you thought maybe this isn't where God wants me. That totally mm-hmm. could have been possible. Like, you have to discern that. I think times yes. of waiting are also times where God is trying to pull us closer to him. Yeah. And he's preparing our hearts to be thankful to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if I would have just gotten a fashion job right out of college, I wouldn't have been as grateful for it as I am now. And I understand through my consecration to St. Joseph how much of a gift our work is and how much we can, and the true purpose behind every job. I didn't know that. I wasn't going to go into that after graduation thinking, I was just thinking, yay, I get a job in fashion. But no, the purpose behind every job is to be a light of Christ. Whether you can talk about your faith or not, you want to lead as many people that you encounter to our Lord. And that was just not my mindset before going through this period of waiting and rejection. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you had to go through those trials and those challenges to get to that conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's different kinds of rejection too. So like right now we're with Taylor's story, we're talking about rejection of careers. But I mean, 
This could also apply to relationships and not just remains or relationships, friendships. But I think the same advice still applies, whether you're going through a season of of waiting, trying to find your significant other, like that can still be seen as a time for you to challenge yourself and to grow yourself. Um, I was actually thinking about my relationship with Tristan and it's kind of funny because so we met when we were freshmen and I liked him, but he didn't like me as much and he dated another girl for a while. And and I think I was in a season where I was ready, but I'm not sure he would have been ready. I, I think it truly was in both of our best interests for us to wait another couple of years before we started dating. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I really – I truly believe that God's timing worked out the best. Um and maybe he needed to go through some things first before we could start that relationship. So you just, even with romantic relationships, don't take your waiting season for granted. Um, and in that time, I feel like I, I did do a lot of personal development. I made really good friends because I didn't have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, just talking about your relationship with Tristan and your waiting period before, like your life didn't like begin when you started dating Tristan. You were still doing you. You were still, you know, making yourself better in every single facet of your life or at least trying. And I feel like me or so many women like just put all of this pressure on ourselves to find the one, but your life shouldn't start when you meet the one. Mm-hmm. And I know we're kind of diving into a different topic, but um, – It shouldn't. Like, focus on you. Focus on becoming the best version of yourself and let God put you in that state of grace to prepare your heart for the right career, the right guy, the right friendship. Yeah. I mean, I think it does apply because those are the exact same things that you need to do after rejection when it's probably the hardest is Mm -hmm. is go seek God and – and put your trust in him, go to adoration. I mean, I think that's one of the best things you can do. Um, start a prayer routine. And those are spiritual things. But I mean, among among the non-spiritual things, like really look into yourself, do some personal development. What is it? Why did you get rejected? I think, I think that's a question a lot of people are afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. But but a, a lot of times it's nothing you could have done. Like a lot of times rejection, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's best to just let it go because I know when I was receiving rejection from all these different jobs, I was pointing the finger in what could I have I have done differently. And of course I had the follow-up emails like I'm, you know, just super receptive to feedback. I just wanted to know like what I could have mm-hmm. done better. And a lot of the times it was like we just thought the other person was more aligned with the background to the position itself. And that's a really hard pill to swallow <laughs> because it's like, wow, I tried my best. I'm still like not good enough. It's just like the competition, like it just gets you in this really competitive mindset. Yeah. I think definitely sometimes that can be the case where it's just kind of the luck of the draw. But I also, I think it's, it's a great idea to go look for feedback. I mean, within reason, right? Like don't, don't Mm -hmm. strain yourself too much. But if Mm -hmm. I'm, I always have the mindset of I could try to do something better. I can I can challenge myself mm-hmm. to do something better. Um, but not to say that there's not times where you just God is truly just asking you to put his faith in him. Mm-hmm. It's com- I think it's a combination of both. 
it is a combination of both. Like you can always do better, but at some points, rejection can be so debilitating that you just have to put in your trust and our God is only good. So he is only, he knows you better than you. Like, you know, you just have to be open to his plan. It may not look exactly how you wanted it to. Like I did not want to wait a year and a half basically or two years to get a job right out of college mm-hmm. and what I, in the field that I wanted to do, but it was according to his plan. And I am so thankful for that. Yeah. I just want to say too, um, I think the worst thing you can do is just shut down and whether it be mm-hmm. and, and do nothing after rejection, right? That's, that's not helping you in any way. Um, so whether you are, you're going to prayer and and praying about it and discerning with God if it's the right path for you or whether you are doing personal development work or whether you are getting creative and trying a different path. Maybe it truly wasn't the right path for you. Do one of those things, but the worst thing that you can do is just shut down and give up. I second that 110%. Like you, you honestly, it's God's also not testing you, but he wants you to be obedient to him. Like the more you seek him out, the more you're going to get peace and clarity in what you want to do with your life. But, mm-hmm. but if I would have just shut down because I kind of applied for this job on a whim, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to go. Like, I'm not going to go back into fashion. Like I'm going to go back to school. I applied for this job on a whim. It was for a company that my previous manager at one of my internships worked at. So I asked her to pass my resume along. She did. And I got an interview literally the next day. But if I would have shut down and I didn't apply for that, I wouldn't have gotten it. So it really sometimes is a combination of both. Yes, I believe it is the position God has for me, but you got to put that work in yourself as well. Yes. As hard as that is. Yeah. Sometimes. Completely agree, Taylor. Um, and then like lastly, I just wanted to leave all of you with, I hope this conversation was fruitful for you. Um, a verse that really helped me through my seasons of unknown and really helped me grow dependent on God. And that's Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. And it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is it not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about your clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin. You know what that made me think of is that we're just called to enjoy where we're at right now, truly, to, to praise God. And to praise God is is to be happy and joyful and, and full of peace, right? Yes. And to seek him first and the rest will kind of fall into place. And it may not be on your timing, but everything will be okay in, in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. So keep trying, get up, you can do it. I love that, Taylor. I could not have said it better myself. Soul Sisters, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and then leave us a five-star review to help other Soul Sisters see our podcast. Um, Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.